0: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Between the Lines. I am your host, IBK. We have an unbelievably packed show. Madrid won the Champions League. Roma won the, the first European um, this, um, Conference League. Conference League, yeah. Congratulations to those boys. Um, congratulations to Roma. We're going to be talking about um, F1 and we're going to be wrapping up with the NBA playoffs. Hey, why?
1: What's up? Yeah, I'm good. Um, another, you know,
2: sporting week has just ended. So we have a lot to talk about. Champions League, um, um, Conference League, Formula One, Basketball, you know, it's going to be a fun
1: fact episode. Once again, yeah. so I'm glad to be here. Welcome. Yeah, likewise. i mean, All right, All right yeah, yeah. I mean, you mentioned it's like fun, fun, fun. Field week, fun uh, energy. A lot of, a lot of games. Well, not a lot of games, but a lot of you know, the, the two like, main uh, European uh, um, league games, cup games. So yeah, interesting. Let's let's get into it. All
0: right, all right. So let's start with let's start with um, the Champions League. Congratulations to Real Madrid for winning. They shocked a lot of people, especially the Premier League fans and pundits and supporters and what have you. And everybody talked about, of course, all through, you know, we've been talking about it. But all through um, the last couple of weeks and even months during all these episodes, we kept saying, Madrid, we don't know what they are doing, but they keep winning. We don't know what they are doing right, but they keep winning. They don't make silly mistakes. Maybe they have been poor defensively from time to time. And then in the final of all stages, against the team that had scored a zillion goals, they made sure that they didn't concede a single goal. Fotoa had a waldy, saved nine shots on target. He made nine saves, man of the match, by by a mile. Mm -hmm. Casemiro was ridiculously impressive. Um, The back line was was solid. Cavallo puts Luis Diaz in his pocket. They had to sub him. He was the first sub that got out Get out, get out, get out. Quickly. We don't need you here again. Cruz grew into the game, especially in the second half. And another thing that I noticed even in this game was that the way, you know, Madrid know how to suffer. And this Madrid has known how, this Madrid knows how to suffer. The Zidane's Madrid also knew how to suffer. And even games where they are not playing so well, they are not dominating possession, they are not dominating chance creation. You know, you just feel that as long as they stay in the game, whatever kind of game it is, they have the quality up front to make to make um to make chances, and when they get those chances, they are ruthless about it, and that's what happened once again, and that's what happened. Then finally, two, yeah, a couple of other guys, Valverde to put in a shift. He played a hybrid um, posi- um role as being a fourth midfielder and and joining the attack in a three-prong attack. And he, of course, when he when he was exhausted around 88 minutes, I wasn't surprised because he put in a shift, gave the assist for the goal. World class performance for them. Ancelotti too, never panicked. Great performance. Ew. why?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you said it all. Um, the, the thing is, when you have uh, when your team is not as strong as opponents like we know this real madrid team is not this version of real madrid is not the one we used to we used to the real madrid of rahul zidane uh luis figo beckham uh, Roberto mm. carlos and then the next generation was ronaldo cruz mm. and all these guys but this current one is a bit less you know less star start started you've, you've got younger players a mixture of younger players and then the experienced you know dogs from you know you know, the, you know, the three-time consecutive winners. So, definitely, they're not going to play teams like Liverpool and call, go out go and go and try to get a goal. They're going to have to be... They're now like a little shark that's got to time when to attack and when to bite. You get So, it's it's just... It's, it's where it is, and it's what has worked for them. Especially in the Champions League. I think in La Liga, they were a bit more attack minded, more open. You know. I hear this a lot that Ancelotti doesn't have a tactic. I, I think that's ridiculous. You can see how he plays. You can see why he plays that way. Uh, he put Valverde on, on the on the on the right for a reason. Valverde is not a winger, but because he knows that his central midfielders cross uh, uh, Casemiro, Modric, especially Modric and Cross are not the most energetic anymore. They're intelligent players, the experienced players, but they don't have the energy. So what did he do? He put Valverde on the right. Valverde could always talk him to help when they're in defense when they in their in defensive shape. So there's a tactic there's, there's a tactical approach from Ancelotti that you can not see. It's just not what you used to. That's why it appears like he just sets up sets the team up to go play and then just you know just give Benzema the ball. Or give Vinny the ball. That's not. That, that's not the play. Uh, and you know, uh, before the final, we all said if the goal was going to come for Liverpool, it would probably be from Cavani's side because Cavani looked like the, the weak link for Real Madrid. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, he chose yesterday to actually be, you know, step up his game. Uh, and we also know Liverpool's Achilles' heel has always been the fact that they've got. Wing backs that bump forward, and you know, sometimes lose concentration. Sometimes too tired to you know, just stretch out the legs, clear the ball. And we saw that yesterday. The ball, uh, Trent Alexander, I don't know, just watched the ball roll to Vinny. So it was his mistake that caused the the only goal. Of course, Liverpool had chances. like Otua chose yesterday to just be in top form, and uh, it is what it is. When it's the final and it's Real Madrid, <laughs> you know who your favourite should be. I mean, they rarely lose final. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Liverpool went from a quadruple to winning a double. Uh, Liverpool played three finals and didn't score a goal. But ended
1: up with two trophies. So, yeah, then
2: they, they, were doing a,
1: they were doing a victory parade for, for both of them this afternoon. I think up <laughs> No, no,
2: they, they need to celebrate the season. It's been a, it's been a wonderful season. Okay, yeah, but how can they wait. do it?
1: How can they do it today though? Like they could have waited till tomorrow at the very least. We literally just lost uh, yesterday.
2: Uh, tomorrow is a Monday, so uh, might not be ideal. So <laughs> uh, Anyway, yeah, so. It's not been a bad season. I mean, Liverpool have been wonderful. They just, like I said last that last week, they just need to be more focused. I, I don't I don't like the idea of going for four trophies because you end up in situations like this. You end up probably burned out at the end of the day. Just have that at the back of your mind that you're not know, you know, pursuing the Carabao Cup or something. Or Escher Cup, don't play your full team team in the semi-final. Focus more on the Champions League and the league. Perhaps it should have worked out for them. Who knows? Especially the league. I think if they had been more focused on the league, I think they would have won it. Anyway, I'm I'm a United fan, so I mean I d I don't care. So it's fine. Hello, yeah, Madrid, I Madrid.
0: Mean... Sorry, wait. Real Madrid. Like you said now, as you just said it rightly, Madrid in finals, they don't miss. Somebody said Madrid um finals are meant to be won, not to be played. So it's not about it. ah they played very well. You win
1: finals. Over to you. Uh, yeah, I mean that's correct. Well obviously I was looking like I was looking at uh, Twitter has been obviously so, so much different uh conversations and like um you know opinions about and, and forming are uh, forming about like you know what happened this and, and and something like that was really like interesting was what somebody said um and um when you look at like Madrid's team and you know you talk about like Ancelotti and what he does and his, his style of play which people wrongly say is just give the ball to Benzema or whatever it's funny because Madrid is like the most it's proof like that having players that play their positions to the fundamentally like highest level is what will get you to um you know success pretty much so like you have something like Kotwa. Kotua is not a ball-playing uh keeper that can use face. He's firstly a keeper that can keep balls out of the net. And then you get people like um, you know, their fullbacks are fullbacks that can overlap, different attack. They're not extra CBs or people that drop into the to the CM or they have space to cover, blah, blah, blah. And then their number nine is a target man that, you know, he's, a, he's the focal, he's the focal point of attack that gets on the end of crosses. Obviously, they're guys are 1v1 demons. Well, not, not for Avedi, but, you know, Venetians. So, like, the way they do it is is very is very basic, but, like, at the fundamental, they get the fundamentals, like, to the highest level. And that's really, like, you know, what, what their success is. Obviously, people are talking about, like, like I said, people are talking about, like, uh, what's his name? Ancelotti's thing, and he's just letting the players play. But he's letting the players, like, express themselves because they know how to do the right things. Like, they know how to do what they need to do right. So obviously Modric the the, the Modric and Kroos they get their foot on the ball and then they pass it around and they just know what to do they just know how to like express themselves and solve situations that you know that that present themselves it's funny because like obviously teams like um uh Barca's, uh Pep's uh, Barca and Pep's Manchester City they are really like stuck in their in their ways that obviously works as well because yeah 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 been successful teams But the the magic of Madrid is just the fact that their players are so good at what they do that even when you try and like form, you know, put pieces together to try and stop that, it really doesn't work against them because they're just fundamentally great. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to, to just watch and just see and, you know, obviously... I think Benzema now is going for is going for the Ballon d'Or this season. Fifteen goals in the Champions League, top goal scoring in Champions League, top goal scoring in La Liga. Uh, Vinicius as well had it, had, an, had an amazing season. So it's a no. It's a testament to, to what they have done this season. Liverpool, I don't think they ever really stood the chance because in the first half they were a little bit they, they were all over uh, Madrid. But as soon as they didn't get those 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 first couple of chances that they had, you know, Salah had three chances in the first two three chances in the first half. Uh, Manny, the one that hit the bar and everything, you just knew like, okay, Madrid has, has settled. And like you rightly said, Cruz grew, grew into the game and they were always going to win. I was a little bit surprised that Kamavinga didn't start. But I mean, I mean, that's, that's uh, so far as Chris did what well, he had to do in the game. And, you know, it was, uh, was a great performance from everybody. All oh,
0: right. anyway. For this for this particular game, uh, one thing that I also noticed about it that I think that you should you should probably highlight a little bit, maybe explain to the audience a little bit is you talked about Ancelotti rightly being the guy. Yes, he's the first guy to get four Champions Leagues, so he's arguably the greatest coach in Champions League history. If you're using Champions League stats on him, he's the first guy to get four. But his longevity and his ability to adapt to different situations. So he knows what he's doing. It's not, a, it's not really about this This almost laser-fail method of coaching for a lot of teams will not breed success. But for a team where they've been there, done that, they're going to get tons of results. Right? Hello? Hey, why? Hello?
1: i think it's disconnected
0: okay it's disconnected um okay so Shegun, let's yeah. let's um finally on this real madrid situation Kutwa, uh, best goalkeeper in the world right now sorry
2: sorry i missed i missed the rest.
0: okay okay um i to answer then i'll go back to you quickly um, uh, okay. Couture, Couture. Best goalkeeper in the world right now yes
1: I, I was I was watching with my friends yesterday actually and I was like arguing before the game that it was it was Allison because I think Allison is 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 amazing. You know, the way he covers the space and makes finishes uh difficult for strikers. But I mean obviously <laughs> the has uh, uh, had just a good a season and he pulled us out on the biggest stage. So I think for me it, it has to be Courtois now. Alisson a close second.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Um, um, Eway, back to you. Um, Ancelotti, very flexible. This, this, this uh tournament, um, this tournament showed that this guy is flexible, he's not stuck to one tactic, as you said. Um, and that's what has brought results against some people who are stuck in their ways. Uh, well, I think. Sorry, I'm sorry. Ay is muted again. Sorry, so, so. If you look at if you look at Angela,
2: career both as a as a player and as a manager, I think you get why he, why he's the way he is. You get me. So let's say, okay, let's look at his career first as a manager at AC Milan. He worked under Berlusconi, a very hands-on president. Okay, a president that would want to buy players for you, tell you the tactics he wants to play, tell you this, tell you that. But he worked fine under 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 because. Ancelotti's nature is more of a, a man-manager kind of person. He manages egos. He's managing the ego of the president. He's managing the ego of the star players. Oh, you want to play every time. Oh, this is why you can't play every time. You get me? And I don't think that there are very few players that come out and say, oh, Ancelotti has been a bad person to me. He's always been able to manage egos.
0: But, but sorry. Always. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. sorry. But another yeah. coach too that you don't really hear that the media keeps on bashing about, that you don't hear players coming out to talk bad, but very good about is Mourinho. A lot of players that played for him also come out and you know speak highly of him. I was just listening yeah, to can...
2: yeah,
0: I was just listening I, I, to um Khedira, you know, um on ESP and okay. when was it? Today or so, talking about his time in Real Madrid. And he loves the guy. Of course, this isn't a star player. I, yeah. Continue
2: back to Ancelotti. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's the same. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, if Ancelotti has a problem with the player, and I'm sure he's had problems with lots of players because he's managed lots of players. I don't think Ancelotti is coming to the press to to talk about it. You get. He will still keep it in house. I mean, if you look at the AC Milan team, Ancelotti managed. He had Shevchenko, he had Izaguirre, point as his forwards, and he had to rotate those two, right? He had Costa, he had Andrea Pello, he had uh, you get Sadof. He had all these guys, like, and he managed. So, it. you get me, and someone had to be. he had Rondal, Thomason. And, and some people had to be on the bench regularly. Some of, some of them were really good players. Thomason was a very good player. They had to be on the bench. And he managed all these guys. And at no point did anyone come out to say, oh, Antilotti didn't treat me well. Didn't do. I remember one game, I think it was United against A.C. Milan, the one that they just wiped the floor with us in Iran. <laughs> at the end of that game, he substituted Gatsu. At the point, he substituted Gatsuso. When Gattuso was coming out, Gattuso... So was we shaking Ancelotti. You know, when I say shaking, he held that I was shaking him, not not handshake. And he was shaking him violently. You know, Ancelotti was a body to these guys. You get me? Now that backfired at Bayern. Because Bayern is a team that you've got. You know, Germans are not. They're just too serious. I think if you work with yes. Germans, you know that you can't. Yeah, you can't have this body body thing with your subordinates in Germany. So I guess that didn't work for him at Bayern. Now everywhere else has been, it's been that kind of manager, where he's been, been a man manager first to manage the, the the board, to manage the players. So even here at Real Madrid, you know, when 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 Real Madrid needed a new coach, uh, I wasn't surprised it went to Ancelotti because Ancelotti is a, the company man, you know. Because <laughs> <President, laughs> like, the company man is going to do what Perez wants. He's not going to come out and say, Perez, did not buy me Mbappe. Perez, didn't buy me. That's what Mourinho would do. Mourinho would come out and say, look, I told Perez I want Mbappe. I don't have Mbappe. I told Perez I want uh, Alain. I don't have Alain. I told Perez I want Ronaldo. I don't have Ronaldo. And is not going to do that. He's going to manage whoever Perez signs. If it's Kamazinga, if it's Chomeni, whoever, he's going to manage the and He's going to give his best. If, he, if, he, if, he's, if he's successful, fine. If he's not, you're not going to throw the club under the bus, so that is why he's where he is. That's why he's successful. That's why everyone likes him. And that's the fundamental difference between Mourinho and Ancelotti. You can't compare them. All right. Olashen,
0: is Ancelotti
1: underrated? Uh, yes, because well, it's not. Under... I don't know. It's a funny question because like. Obviously, okay. Is he underrated generally, though, as in people's opinions of him? I think, well, it depends because, like, younger fans like myself might not have known how good he was, or you know, the success that he achieved with AC Milan because that was 2003, I think 2002, something like that, 2007, cool. um, and obviously uh, the the first um, the, the one with Madrid was 2014. And obviously, Zidane was the one that did like the whole three pits and everything. So it's I, I I can't say he's underrated like by by older people, but by younger people, most definitely yes. Uh, but he shouldn't be because he has four Champions League titles and one as a player, and uh, he has more than Klopp. I think he has more than Pep as well. Uh, de- well, definitely he has more than Pep because like he has the most ever. But you know, he has more than Klopp. He has more than Pep. He has more than Mourinho. He has more than Ferguson. So Pe-
2: <laughs> Pe- Pepe's, has, Pepe has, I think Peppa's two. Yeah, Peppa's two beaten United twice. Uh, Mourinho has. has only one.
1: Mario has two. Club has one. So definitely, he has more than this guy. Yeah, he has more than everybody. So he is. His name doesn't come up in these conversations, funnily, but he should. So yeah, you, you. I mean, that, that answers. I think he is underrated and he shouldn't be. Well, I don't think after after this one because the conversation has started to swing in his favour. I think people will like, start, okay, okay, this guy's this guy's legit, he's probably one of the better or best managers that have uh, you know managed the sports And uh, yeah, he, he'll start getting his flowers, but before now, I think it was a little bit under return. All right, uh, okay, um,
0: let's let's move to another European final that happened this week on Wednesday, the first Europe, um, Europa conference, European Conference League. You know, happened right there in um, uh, Albania. Um, Roma versus um, oh Jesus! I'm trying to rem- how do I pronounce the name? Um, the Dutch club. Feyenoord. Feyenoord. Yes, Feyenoord. I, I hope I, I didn't want to bastardize the name. So they played a varied. They played a mid block, got their goal, and Morio came. <laughs> Mario started came to action in terms of. Least, I I wouldn't say they packed the balls, but they did what they needed to do. This guy made the um their goalkeeper made a couple of saves, um the um, Portuguese goalkeeper made a couple of saves, but generally Roma looked comfortable. Smalling was immense in that in that final and they deserved it. They deserved to win it. Ewa. Uh
2: well, um I don't know, it's I mean it's a conference. Conference League. I mean, any final that has a uh, final, and <laughs> I don't know, Roma. Roma was what 15 in so Syria, yeah. and final was what 14 in the Eredivisie. What were you expecting? I mean, really. It's, uh, it was just there. Roma won as expected. Mourinho's got, uh, I think Mourinho is not, not the first manager to win all European trophies. He's won the Super Cup, he's won the Champions League, he's won the Europa League. United twice, United, and then with uh, Poto, Poto. yeah, Champions of and Inter. Uh, so I mean, he's won everything now, so uh, he's also one of the great ones. And but uh, I think he needs to anyway, we'll talk about Maria some all the time. So good for Roma, good for. It makes it, I mean, this is, you say it's is a season for Roma this season, because, I mean, they've got a trophy to show for it, so, next The first European
1: shot.
2: trophy, I think. Yeah, and since 1960, something like that, I saw this, I saw this stuff. So, um, it's good for them, it's good for Mourinho. And, uh, you know, there's nothing special about
1: this. I mean, the tournament really. I mean, it's a, it's a top totally tournament. Wait, wait.
0: Do you, I do think, you think, I that, think? I think. I think there was something.
1: Okay, Lashek. Well, I was gonna say, like, do you think that people, are uh, underrate or underestimate, like these European tournaments? Because, like, I mean, if if United now Arsenal, not going to the uh, Europa League final, <laughs> everybody's you're biting your teeth uh, Oh, please, God! Like, let's win this. You just like uh, during the during the. Parade for Roma's win, like the whole of yeah, the fan. It was, it was, uh, it was a part. Like it was, it was it a carnival. It was a carnival, pretty much. So, mm-hmm. like, you think on 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 a on an internet level, like people underrate the the uh, impact of all these like European uh, tournaments. Like they just say, okay, Champions League, and then the rest are just to the to the wayside. Because I think that's what happens. Yeah. So I, I think
2: I think it's about the context. You get me. So first things first, a trophy is a trophy. As a fan, as a manager, as a player, you want a trophy. You want to go home and say, this is my medal. This is my trophy. So these tournaments actually don't become relevant until you get to the semifinals or the finals. You get me. I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna miss something important to watch a conference league group game. You get my point. Mm-hmm. So at the start it's rubbish really. You don't care. Even if your team is there. Well, for me, I don't don't know. Some fans just want to watch football. So for me, that's how it is. So when you get to the semi-finals, now there's the possibility of winning something. So it becomes very important. Like I said, the first thing is it depends on the the club, right? A team like Real Madrid is not going to be excited to be playing in the conference league, I can assure you. A team like Glasgow Rangers,
1: different case, right? A team like final, different case. But only—they are, only, are not. There's only one Real Madrid. There's like there's only one. Uh, there's Madrid. There's United. There's a handful of these clubs. The rest of the clubs are teams like Glasgow Raiders.
2: Yeah, you get my point. So it seems like Real Madrid playing in the in the Conference League will probably still not be excited. They, they, they expect to win if they're there, but they're not. They're, they're not going to be excited about it. So that's why I say it all depends. But of course, like I said, Roma is a team that has not won an European trophy. Uh, since 1950-something, I saw the stats, I can't remember. I think they won the Champions League in 1954 or 64 or thereabout. So they've won no European Trophy since then. So obviously, you get why they're excited about it. You get me. Mm. So, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like the Europa League, for example, that was the, the is definitely, be, I mean, that's the club that's going to be excited about winning the Europa League. Because are they going to win the Champions League? No. So that's do the European Trophy, they probably can't win. So that's why I said it depends on the team, and it depends on the stage of the tournament. I mean, if if, if next season United are going to be in the Europa League, I'm not going to be excited about it till we get to the quarterfinals. Then I'll be like, wow, yeah, we could win this. I mean, we could win it. And also, and that also depends on where we are in the league. If we are struggling for fourth place in the league, then I know we could we could get back to the Champions League by winning the Europa League. You see why I might be excited about winning the Europa League then. So it all depends on the circumstances. You know, it, so, it, so it depends on what's involved. So you're saying,
0: okay, yeah. so you're saying that this is all about context.
2: Yeah, it's all about context. What the team you're talking about, uh, the stage of the tournament. Those are the things that matter really. No matter the team. Look, if you're Arsenal, the way Arsenal is now, Arsenal playing in Europa League next year, you are not really interested in the group stage. You're not. Because you're going to be playing some teams from Kazakhstan or from Armenia, you're not going to be interested. But when it gets to the quarters or when the, you know, the teams from Germany have dropped down to the Euro party, then you start getting excited. Now you're playing, you're not playing top quality teams, but you're playing likes of Monaco, like
0: Benfica. Those are still very good European teams. That's when you get excited. I want to add something before, before we move to other sports. Over, let me use let me use the media generally. Is is you know is how will I put it? They are enamored by the word good football, great football, tiki taka. You know, high pressing, ball possession football, and they are so excited about that. But this last two, in fact, I would even say three tournaments. This the three. Um, league, uh, I say the, the three European tournaments this season have the coaches have won being pragmatic. Can pragmatism ever leave football? That's uh,
1: Pragmatism is basically the word. Pragmatism basically means like you see a situation around you. And you adapt to yes, the situation. A, yes, that's I what think is. when people say pragmatism, yeah, when people say pragmatism, it automatically uh, they automatically divert their mind to uh, uh, what's his name, the Atlético Madrid manager, simulates football or Mourinho's football, which is obviously sits on the sits sits in a, in a tight block, keep them on the counter to every single team. <coughs> Excuse me, but like that's that's really not what pragmatism is. It's basically like adapting to so basically the way the way um was the Madrid played against uh, Liverpool the other day it was like uh they yeah they, 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 um, the the was absorbed the pressure that uh, Liverpool was was putting them and then over time they go into the game they approaching as there was uh, there was a change of game states, Liverpool were more on the back foot now, they, they applied more pressure, they scored and then they dropped off a little bit and then when it was like time to attack, they attacked. That's what pragmatism is. So if that's the case, then there's always going to be that same football. I mean the, the best managers actually should be pragmatic, should say, okay, we're going to play this kind of, you know, juego de position as they say, like positional play football. But like sometimes you need to you need to lock up. This is this is basically, I mean, uh, just give an example like what's what's what uh what, what atesa did against Tottenham the other day they needed to draw they, if they had won that game against Tottenham in their stadium they would have gotten Champions League. But they needed to just not lose. And what they did was they just said oh like this is our, our style of play we're not going to change it for anybody. And they went and turned and brushed them aside, obviously, different circumstances. But they were not, they were not pragmatic enough in their place to say, okay, the, the stakes are really high. Let's sit back a little bit. And then in the second half, let's attack. Let's like okay, try and hit them on the break, that kind of thing. So so you, if you if you stick to your philosophy or whatever it is, whether it's getting press or whatever, to a fault, then it's going to be a problem. And I think the best managers are able to say, okay, this is what I want to do. And then, in a game, states adapts their play to say, "Okay, this is what we want to do now because this is not is what running a favorite position." And if if that's the case, then there's always going to be those kind of managers doing that because that's just what the best managers do. So it's never going to go out of uh, out of out of style, in quotes. Anyway, Uh, I mean, it's simple, really. What does
2: pragmatism mean? It just means being practical. It means being realistic. Instead of following you know, certain theories, just be realistic about the circumstance at the moment, the circumstance in play. So, how do you? How do you? I think the best managers are the, the pragmatic ones, uh, especially when you look at your squad. I mean, like, like I said, it depends on your squad. Really, you look at someone like Pep Guardiola. It's easy for someone like Pep to have certain a certain style he wants to play, and he plays it all the time because he has unlimited funds he has of billions of pounds he can do that but most managers are not in that position so if you're not Pep and you're not I think it's only Pep that can actually do that and you're not maybe Bayern in Germany you have to be pragmatic you have to look at your opponents you have to look at your strengths you have to look at your weaknesses you have to do the same for your uh, I mean I hate to bring you know business terms here you have to do yourself sort of slot analysis, you know. So to, that's been pragmatic, really. You set up your team based on your opponents. The day you're playing uh, Manchester City or Liverpool, you don't you don't you don't play very attack minded formation. Perhaps you, you try a counter attacking system. So that's been pra- pragmatic to the game to the game in front of you. the view. And then the day you play the boundaries of the world, then you set up your fourth week, you know, you, you're more attack minded. So that, that's just it. Of course, these days, anytime you, you, you talk about pragmatism, people think of uh, Let's Go Madrid, people think of Mourinho. Yeah, I don't think that, good it really is. It's about, I don't think uh, Simeone is pragmatic. I think Simeone is just negative. That just doesn't like good football. He's
1: so dogmatic. Exactly. He just <laughs> like good no, so, that's actually the word. Uh, this is actually dogmatic. Yeah. two well. uh,
2: Yeah. So I don't, I don't see that as being pragmatic because even when it's playing teams, he can actually, you know, swim roll, He still doesn't attack them. So you get. Uh, so that's not being pragmatic. Being pragmatic is just you know your strengths set up, you know, against opponents based on. Your know, your abilities based on what you have, being realistic and not just saying I want to play four three three all the time. I wanna play four two four two whatever all the time. That's just what being pragmatic is. All right. All
1: right, um, so, sorry, before before we go to okay. before you switch to other sports, uh Ewa, did you see uh uh what's his name? Ragnick has left uh, United. What, yeah. what what are your thoughts on his, his tenure? Wait wait guys I, I, I wish we could go back to like five episodes
2: ago. and I said this remember I said this I said what's the point of keeping this guy as a consultant what's the point what's the point this guy is, is a failure as a manager so what is he going to consult what's he going to consult so I'm not surprised really I'm not I'm not surprised that you know the, the board consultants uh, suggest though what's he going to suggest look number one this is a consultant that can't keep shots in public right He's not someone that is going to just, you know, do his consultancy, submit the the, the 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 file to you and say, okay, this is it. This is what I've done. Go through it, right? That's what a consultant does. If I employ you as a consultant in my company, I want you to come to me with a dossier or something like that. I don't want you to go uh, to the staff meeting and say exactly what's in the dossier. You get what I'm saying? So is, this is a consultant that can't keep shots, really. So are you... Yeah, and then he's actually failed as a manager. So you just you put two and two together, and, and when Eric turn then says, okay, perhaps I don't need this guy. What's the point of keeping him around? I'm I'm not surprised. In fact, I'm happy. For once United, are actually, they can actually see this this doesn't make sense, and they're cutting the So I'm actually impressed, really. What's the point? What who is he going to consult for, really? Who's going to listen to Ara? It's
0: 2022, man. The
2: guys should just go.
0: But, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um anyway, we're moving to we're moving to uh, Formula One. Can you talk about
2: it? Briefly. <laughs> oh yeah, Chico. <laughs> uh Sergio Perez won won the Monaco Grand Prix. Uh I think it's the first time the club is actually finishing the race, that unfortunately I the finish fourth. He's not even on the podium for his own, you know, home mm-hmm. race. Um, and uh, I mean, what can I say? I mean, it's, it's still Red Bull and Ferrari, uh, you know, basically running things. So uh, at the moment, Red Bull have uh, 235 points, while Ferrari have um, uh, 199. So I guess it's between two of them. And the driver's race is also getting, you know, hotter and hotter. It's now, um, uh, I think Max has 125. The clock has one sixteen, and uh, Checo has uh, one ten. But I, I don't think Checo is going to finish first or second. So I, I would I would say it's going to be uh, between Max and um, and Charles. the clock. The clock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles the clock. Yeah. Um, of course, instincts. You probably see Max as the one that is. Max is very aggressive. He was really aggressive today too, but I guess he was just wanting to pay. And we have to thank God for the for the for the life of uh Mick Schumacher, Is He's his is is ass car but, you know how the how crash has split into two. But it came out. Oh yeah. yeah. We should yeah, speed him up Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, uh that's some um, some good news from the race. So, uh, that's just it and uh, Mercedes are still struggling. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I don't think there's anything I don't think there's anything for Mercedes this year. I- I'm happy I don't Hamilton happy. is, I don't is already I is on I'm fifty points, right? <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not he's not winning anything though. I <laughs> mean yeah, no. yeah, I think Max is on one twenty-five yeah. points. Yeah, Max is one twenty five, Hamilton is on fifty. Even Russell is ahead of Hamilton. Yeah, Russell four. has four points. Yeah, so I don't I don't
0: see it's not happening. It's, it's not I'm not in somewhere wait okay. Alright, uh, thank you very much for for your time.
1: No worries guys, till next week.
0: Alright, alright, alright. Okay, um um back to UAY. Game seven. Who wins who wins yeah. tonight? Celtics versus wow. sorry, <laughs> sorry, Celtic versus Celtics versus, um Heat in the heat. Eastern Conference Finals in the NBA. Who wins
2: tonight? Yeah. yeah, this can be, man. This can be in the next, um, what, how many hours? Five hours, I guess. Um, the Celtics should win, but it's Emil Duka. I don't know. <laughs> what, what, what,
0: seriously, are we doing this, Emile Duka?
2: thing again I thought Sarah, I Sarah, thought he's marking your good books what happened See, you know, Duka can mess up a, a cup of coffee I, I don't know he just <laughs> just, it just, it just doesn't he just doesn't do the right things at the right time he just I don't know I mean I don't know why was why was I mean I just saw some mistakes right 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 you to everything is done in Udoka I saw some plays that were just ridiculously stupid two days ago. I'll give you an example. There was a play where Robert Williams was on, was on, uh, was on, was on uh, Truth, right? Was on, no, not Truth, was on BAM, right? For some reason, Marco Smart, who was not smart, thought he had to help Williams out, right? And then, I don't know why. I mean, if you're going to help out, you can actually just, Signal to him, or make a sound, or something. He actually left his man, and the man he left, unfortunately, was Jimmy Butler, right? So he just in, in trying to help Robert Williams, he just gave Jimmy Butler, you know, open space to shoot. That's the defensive player of the year, making such a. Sh- I mean, his name is Marco Smart, but making a decision that wasn't so smart. <laughs> and then, and then, another play. I offered, right? So I offered we were inbounded, right? And I, I I offered for some strange reason just add a turnover to Jimmy Butler. And then all of a sudden, now now let now, 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 now let me tell you this. Three games, the last the, the last three games, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler had just
0: twenty seven points. points,
2: yeah. Somehow he had forty seven. <laughs> he said somehow <laughs> Somehow Because it's ridiculous really. Do, do we, I mean, we have We have practically the best defenders in the league so How do you allow Timmy well, uh, they, Bona
0: they also, they also have a good defensive They don't have the talent I'm telling you They don't have the talent you have Especially offensively But they have a better coach than you they, Like I've always said I think Eris I think Polstra is the best coach in the NBA and they also have um, um, a great, um, a, a great squad. Not, not very talented, but they are scrappers, and they will push you. I agree with so you. I, I agree. They have a better coach, but this
2: year we've been the best team in the league this year. So I expect a lot, a lot more. And this is not yes. This team is quite young. You can say mm-hmm. Taysom is twenty-four, Brown is twenty-five, I think. But there's what you call... You have to take your chance in the NBA, right? Because you don't yeah. know how next year is going to look. You don't know how next year is going to look. So you've got to take a chance. You can't say, oh, yeah, we're still young. The chance is going to come again. It doesn't work that way. This is exactly what happened to the keepers. They thought, oh, our time will come. And when it came, they were not there to take it. So that's just it. You have to take your chances. Uh, there was this play. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, they, called a, they called a timeout, right? They came out, inbounded. Lowry hit a three, right? Ball went back to Brown. Brown went forward, attacked. were fouled. He missed two free throws. Two free throws. We were leading before the, we were leading by two points before the timeout. All of a sudden, we were one down. And then he missed two free throws. Ball went to Lowry again. He hit another three. That's just it. You don't make mistakes like that. I get that you're young. I get that, but what's... I don't know. So as I said, Ine Uduka needs to do something about how some, some players just get complacent because, I mean, the heat are very dangerous. I mean, usually in games like this, I mean, you'll probably win because uh, the performance two days ago was just out of the world for the heat. And I don't, it's hard to do things like that back to back. So, I would still, still say we, we're coming out of can uh you know, with a victory, with the with with Eastern Conference trophy. Of course, I've always said it, like we we, we we match up very well against the Warriors. So, if we win, I think we're going to win the title. The Heat don't really match up well against the Warriors. So I know who the Warriors want to win. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: okay.
2: but we'll find out we'll yeah. we'll in the next couple of hours. All
0: right, all right. Let's 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 um. I would we we'll just pick up two things from the um from the NBA. Like you've talked about, the Warriors are in the NBA Finals. They beat um Mavericks four um, one. Luca did he did what he could do, but man, sorry, Warriors have too much firepower. I don't know if they'll be back next season. In terms of uh they have to find that second player, that second option that can that can work well with Luca. Mm-hmm. It's not just one thing to find a second option, like a second great player, but they need to find somebody who so I'm sure their scouting team is working hard mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. And I hope they pull up something. You know, they pull it, <laughs> should I say they wrap it out of the heart. Finally. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, Darwin
2: has been named the new LA Lakers manager what are your thoughts on that is this a
0: LeBron
2: pick or is this <laughs> a, a, a. G. Adrian pick uh, or, is it, or is it a Pelinka pick I don't know or is it Kotrambi's Rambi's know.
0: pick or did <laughs> you Jack? <know>? oh, <laughs> Jackson
2: pick yeah we'll pick them we'll pick them based on what you know uh sorry, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the Lucas stuff a little bit. I think one of the points Luca has is uh Luca doesn't have you know the average NBA player played college football in the US, right? Mm-hmm. And most NBA players have been on team USA and all that. So the average NBA player of Lucas stature has 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 should have established friendships from college, established mm-hmm. friendships from team USA. Things like that make it easier for for teams to get players. Like, because because you probably have a relationship with, for example, let's say, Luca attended college in the US or something. So he probably has a relationship with uh, Paul George already. He has a friendship with Paul George. He can just pick up the phone and say oh George, man, come on, man. Things are not very easy here. You know, maybe you should just, you know, come over here and make things work. You know, you know how we should be in college and then, and then Paul Paul George looks at the situation in, in Italy and he's like, man, I'm, I'm out of here. So he wants to go to Dallas, right? So but it's not like that for obvious reasons, because there's a there's a conception that Luca always wants the ball. So if I'm pushing to go to Dallas, do I want Luca to always have the ball? So unless Luca can have established friendships, But LeBron be, always be, had people. too. like I said, LeBron always had established friendships. So the average player already knows LeBron is far better than me. So I just. <laughs> if calls me to come, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if he calls me to come play with him, I don't really mind. I want to win. I want to win rings and all that. But in Luca's case, it's, it's a bit different. So it's going to involve Luca coming out of the shell. It's going to involve Marcuba and being smart. Uh, they, they had this Harrison that's his name ah for once I can I, I'm, I remember his name straight up so <laughs> Harrison was hired from Nike to, to add basketball positions in Dallas so the reason it was also hired was because you know at Nike he worked with lots of these NBA athletes so he has established relationships with these NBA athletes so the idea is that he can also persuade some of them to come to Dallas the problem is who is coming to Dallas who are you persuading are you persuading someone like Rudy Gobert or are you persuading someone like uh, AD? Rudy Gobert is not an offensive player. That's
0: that's where I... I yeah, yeah he, not, needs a, yeah. he needs I'm, an offensive player. I think they'll be yeah, able to I be get coached it. well enough because their defence improved this season. They're in top 10 defence this season. And they've improved tremendously. You, you know, you need a second option. <laughs> If I was asked, if I was asked to, to
2: recommend someone, I would, I would I would say Anthony Davis. It looks like perfect fit for lockdown. Mm, that's mm,
0: a good one. That's a good one.
2: But, that's a good one. but they, I'm not sure it's gonna happen. At least not this season. But uh, the problem, the, the problem the Mavericks are gonna have is they have the contract of A-tons, uh that is gonna be out of shape. Because what happened was the when they traded for 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 Porzingis, they thought they could. Kozingis will work with Dunkage. So when it didn't work, they traded Kozingis for two contracts, Jim with and Bertans. Jim Whitty has worked to an extent, but Bertans has been rubbish. So how do you convert Betan to... I mean, Betan is rubbish, so you, you're probably going to get picks for him. That's all you're going to get. And then now, you you have to give Bronson a, a better contract, which could cap you. So it's it's gonna be a very difficult summer. I don't know. I don't know who they're gonna trade for. but huh? probably another trash player or something. But uh, they have to just find a way. They have to find a way, especially if they if they want to go for tax and all that. I, I mean, the Warriors were in this situation yeah, three years ago. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting to. I'm taking some more time. But I just need to explain this. No
1: so When
2: when KD when KD entered free agency. And wanted to leave the Warriors. The Warriors had to do a deal, you know. Uh, they had to do a sign, a sign and trade, right? Okay. So KD signed, and then they traded for DeAngelo Russell, right? They knew Russell wasn't gonna work anyway. But at that point, they had Clay out, and they were losing KD, so they had to do something. So they brought in D'Angelo Russell, and then flipped D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm for Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Whom we have now. Mm-hmm. And you see how it it worked out for them. Now, last year, when when they were struggling to get into the playing, if you remember, there was a 15th roster spot that was empty. Uh, management wanted it to remain empty. So they could reduce their tax bill, the luxury tax bill. The front office wanted uh, Gary Payton the third. The players, that is Steph Curry, Jermon Green, wanted every Bradley because they wanted someone that had some experience so they could make the playoff. Right? Because they were just fed up with all these kids. Wiseman, uh um, the Taminga, these guys were just too young. They were not ready. But eventually, management went with the front office and they, they drafted and they took uh, Peyton, Peyton, the Peyton the third from the, the third. G League team you saw how that worked well this, this year, right? You saw how that worked well this year. Because Wiggins is balling, uh, Peyton, the total is balling. He's going to be back for the finals, by the way. So, it's just, it's, you've got, it's, it takes a lot of planning, it takes a lot of intelligence to, 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 to make these decisions. At times, your decision might look bad, but your ability to flip a bad decision to a better decision. Is very important. The same way the Warriors are able to flip Rosso for Andrew Wiggins, you know, because they they were they, they fed into the loss of the Timberwolves for DeAndre Russell. I I call it loss because I don't <laughs> I don't get it. They were just <laughs> they were just so eager to link uh, DeAndre Rosso with Karl Anthony Towns for some. Dumb reason, so I don't know <laughs> anyway. That's it. that, that's the long story. I'm beginning to sound like a, a sort of a raccoon, so let me stop. All right,
0: <laughs> all right, and um, with that, we come to the end of another exciting episode of Between the Lines. I'm your host, IBK. AY was with us, or uh, is with us. Um, also was with us. Thank you very much, AY.
2: Yeah, you're welcome.
0: Cheers. Right. Thank you very much, everyone, and good night.